Hey guys, welcome back to the Gracefully Surrender podcast. I'm so excited to have you listening this week. So I have a little bit of a disclaimer. If you guys follow me on social media or specifically Instagram, you guys know I told a story about how my computer got completely just wiped clean and I lost all of my podcast information, openings, intros, everything. So I'm in the process of re-recording, revamping the introduction. So it's a little raggedy right now. I don't have an introduction, so I'm going to go right into the episode. But please bear with me. It is all working together in the name of Jesus. So enjoy this week's episode. Peace. Be open. How many times in the course of your life have you heard someone say that to you? Girl, just be open. You never know what God's going to do. That's what this entire episode is about. Being open. Now, the Lord really checked, snatched, got together, pruned, tore apart my whole life for two weeks straight on this area of being open. Now, when the Lord Jesus himself tell you that you're not open, you're really not open. Because in my head, I was like, I know I'm open. And I'm talking about in the confinements of dating. And this can just apply to any area of your life being open. But I really thought I was open. But when the Lord brought it, like started revealing things to me, he was like, Brittany, no, you're not. Because if someone approaches you and they don't look like this, 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 and this, you you just quickly shoot them away. Or if they make one mistake, you just shoot them down, you block their number, and you never talk to them ever again. Like you never give people the opportunity to get to know you. Like you, you just look for one thing that you don't like. And you shoot them down. I'm like, what, me? How can I possibly be doing that? And so the Lord literally brought back instances where I actually did that. So he really checked my heart in this area of being open. And originally, a couple of weeks ago, when I did that message on get the oil, that scripture, um, 1 Samuel chapter 16, came to me throughout this two-week process of me being you know, just getting my whole life together. And that's when I started reading the book Boundaries and Dating. And so I recommend that book for anybody that is single, anybody who is thinking about dating to get that book and really, really have a Bible study with your girlfriends or just like a book club with your girls and just sit down and read it together and actually talk about it. Because it's so important that we understand how relationships work, why relationships are so important. And why it's important for you to be open. And one thing I read when I was reading another book, The Weight, by uh, Devon and Megan Franklin, was um, when you're so close-minded when it comes to dating, it really limits your choices. And you just have to be open. Like, you never know, you know, how God's going to use someone in your life. And most of the time, I've heard so many stories about people who are married, and they say, my spouse was not even my type. Like they was not the type of person that I usually dated, but they end up marrying that person. And so this was something that the Lord really just ministered to me for two weeks straight about being open and how we have this list of these things, these characteristics and these physical attributes that we want in a spouse. But if it doesn't come or he doesn't come wrapped in that package, does that mean that he's not the one? No, it could mean that he's actually the one and what you had in your list is not actually what God had for you. And so I said a couple of weeks ago to surrender your list. And I want to clarify, and I'm not telling you to surrender your standards, right? There should be certain deal breakers that we have with our relationships. Like number one, deal breaker for me is he has to be born again. I'm not 
going to potentially yoke myself up with anyone that does not have the same foundational faith that I do, right? Because it's going to cause so much friction, so much confusion in your relationship when you're trying to build something and your foundation is not even on the same level. So for me, that's one of my deal breakers. He has to be born again. And um, I had other deal breakers like he had a guy, he got to have a beard. He got to be this tall. And it was like, no, I need you to come on down because if the man I call you to have is five foot six, are you going to be satisfied with that? Or are you going to say that was not that was from the devil? He a counterfeit and he need to get out of my face. And God's like, girl, no. So you need to be open to someone coming into your life other than the person that you have on your list, other than the person that you, other than the person you prophesied over your life or that you had a dream about or the type that you've attached yourself to, like be willing to relax your type, be willing to try something new because you never know the person that God really has for you. And I believe that God does give us the desires of our heart. And I believe that God does give us more importantly, like what we need, but he'll also give us what we want. Like the Lord really knows that I love beards. Like I really, 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 really love beards. And I truly believe that my husband will have a beard and it'll be, you know, even if we're, we first start dating and he doesn't have a beard. I know that the desire of my heart, like maybe a couple months later, he will have a beard. Maybe he's in a process of growing out his beard and I just didn't know. And so even if he doesn't have a beard, I've, I've come to the terms with myself that even if he doesn't have a beard, I am okay with that. Like I am okay. I, will, I was relaxing and I surrender my beard, you know, once, which is, you know, not a need, but it's a want. Uh, I relax that. And the height, I was like, he doesn't have to be seven feet tall. Like, I really don't care about height anymore. I don't care about him having a beard. I'm not too particular on color. I just want the man that God has for me. I, he just has to be attractive. He has to be warning and he has to have a, um, he has to be a man after God's own heart because number one, I cannot wake up every day to somebody. I'm just be like, Oh my gosh. Like, where did you come from? Like, I'm just scared to look at. No, I need to be, I told the Lord, I was like, look, I'm a little creepy. I want to be able to stare at my man at the middle of the night and be like, why are you so fun? And so that is the desire for me. And I believe attraction is something that comes from God. And so now I ain't saying get all crazy and just lose all your standards. I'm just saying the list, I'm talking about the list, guys, because everybody that's listening to this, mostly females, y'all know y'all got a list. And if you look at your list now, somewhere in a notebook, in your closet, some of you got on your phone. There is a list of probably 20 things that you're believing God for in your husband. Are you going to be okay if he's only six of the 20 things? Or are you going to be like, God, that's not him. I'll keep looking. And God's like, what? You could have been married three years ago if you would have opened up your eyeballs and to see what was in front of you instead of trying to look for something else. The problem is we're always trying to look for the perfect person. We're trying to look for the person that meets nine out of the 10 things on our list. And if he doesn't, then I... That can't possibly be him. The Lord told me straight up, look, your husband is only going to be like 60% of the things on your list. I was like, what? He's like, he's only going to be 60% of the things. He's not going to be 100%. And some of the stuff he's going to grow into. Are you okay with that? And I was like, well, I, ain't, I, I guess I can be okay with that. Because at the end of the day, like the person that we created on our list is like this perfect person that we have created in our heads that we think exists, but he doesn't. Real people have real issues. They have real flaws. Some people have character issues. Some people have financial issues. Some people have family issues. Like we are all real people. And so the person that you're dating is not your savior. They're not a perfect person and they're not there to make all of your problems go away. They are a real person who has been hurt, 
who has issues with their family, who probably had issues with their finances, who probably don't like their job, like just like you. And so as a couple, it's about working together and helping each other grow and develop. One of the things that the Lord also brought up in me was doing this whole process of this pruning process was I always, uh, I don't give people chances. And like, I'm always shooting people down. If someone messes up, like that's it. Like you're getting a block. You're never talking to me again. You need to delete my number. And God's like, no, because you're running away from development and you're, you're giving, when you shoot people down, like a prime example, I dated some, I uh, not dated. Well, I was talking to this guy and when we was set, we were trying to like set up you know, I don't know if it was like a date, but just like some time to hang out. This is, we had just met like a couple weeks prior to, and we were like, oh, we should hang out. Da, da, da. And so we, um, he was like, yeah, let's hang out. And so we had made a time and a date for us to hang out this time and this day come. And I do not hear from him. And I'm like, hold up. The devil certainly is alive. And I was like, uh, sir, what happened? He was like, oh, I forgot. Da, da, da. I was like, all right, I'm going I'm extend some grace the grace of God and plead the blood of Jesus over you because clearly you play, you may have been asleep. And so the second time it happened again, I said, the devil is two lies. This fool done did it again. And so I've, I'm being a nice person. I am. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going I'm to just cut you some slack. But then he did it a third time. And I was like, nah, uh, uh, you fooled me once. Shame on you. But if you fool me twice, Shame on me. And so I was like, no. And so I think he texted me or called me one day because I was like, not having. I'm like, bruh. So I'm going to need you to delete my number. Don't call me. Don't text me. None of that. And so I think I he called me and I was just so mad. All that frustration was just built up on the inside of me. And I literally went off. I don't know if I cussed him out. I don't know how off, how bad the severity of, of, the, of the explosion was. But I know I did something. And I was so mad that I cried. Now, I don't have any cry, but I had an angry cry in a long time. And so that's how you know I was mad because I was crying. And so my friend just happened to be over there and she's going off like, what is going on? All this other stuff. And got my dog barking in the background. She was like, uh-uh, you don't need him. And I'm like, you right, you right, you right, girl. You was all the way right. And so in my mind, I'm like, yeah. And so, but on his side, when the Lord brought up to me, she was like, I mean, she, the Lord was like, he was, you never gave him the opportunity to see what he did wrong so that he can correct it. You just blocked him. And he said that to me, he was like, well, you never even told me what I did wrong. And, um, I was like, I can refresh your memory, but I was so over at that point. I didn't really care. And so the Lord was like, you cannot just, if somebody just does one thing, like if you're dating somebody and somebody just does one thing to you that you don't like, and you just cut them off, that's a character flaw in you because now you're running away from development. Like there could be something in you that needs to develop, but also something in them. And you're not really giving them that person that you're not really giving that person the opportunity to grow in that area. You're just closing the door. And so what's going to happen is that person is going to take that same behavior into the next relationship. And then the society, we're always taught, you don't need to settle for anything. Don't be selling for no man doing this, cut him off, leave him this. But not saying that you should just be settling for a bunch of foolishness, but I'm what I'm saying is at least give someone the courtesy of knowing, hey, this is a boundary, and I'm gonna let my boundary be known up front. And if you cross a boundary, I'm gonna let you know, hey, like I told you in the beginning, like that was a boundary for me. You crossed the boundary, like 
I don't know if I want to continue to be in this situation with you anymore. Like, it, I really like you have to read the book about ba- bound. Oh my gosh, boundaries and dating because it does such an awesome job at explaining boundaries, why you need boundaries, and how to actually check someone when they cross a boundary. Even how to have that conversation about boundaries. And so I don't even know how I got here, but I'm gonna go here. And so number one for me when it came to dating, oh, I was saying more stuff that the Lord revealed to me about being open. He was like, number one, you need to be open to someone who is who doesn't look like what you've created in your mind that you think your husband should look like. I was like, all right. Then he started checking me in these other areas. Like I was, I was cutting people off. I wasn't giving them a chance and I was never allowing people to grow because I was just cutting them off. You can block, you can block, you can block. And in a society that keeps telling us like, you need to don't tolerate this, don't tolerate that. And when it comes to relationships, any sign of somebody doing something that reminds us of the past or that brings up that thought, no, he didn't. We immediately cut them off, but we never allow that person to know what they did wrong. At least give somebody the decency and let them know what they did wrong. And if that person didn't even know that that was something that was an issue for you, then that's something that you need to correct because you never said anything in the beginning. A lot of the times when we get into relationships, we don't have the courage to say, this is a boundary for me. I don't like this. I don't like that. And we end up doing things in relationships that we don't want to do. We end up settling for things and going places that we don't really want to be because we never made a decision in the beginning to let our boundaries be known. And we end up, you know, changing our behavior, changing our lifestyle to fit somebody else's lifestyle when we never really wanted to do those things in the beginning. And so a lot of people find themselves in that situation where they start doing things that are out of their character. They start saying things that are out of their character and they feel like they're in this bottle and they and they need to escape. And they eventually end up breaking a relationship off because they can never be themselves. Not because a person didn't want you to be themselves, but because you were never up front in the beginning saying, this is who I am, this is what I like, and this is what I don't like. So it's so important in the beginning when you're building that friendship with that person before you even get to the point of dating because friendships in the beginning is so important because that will determine... That will help you determine whether or not you even like that person on a friend level. If you don't like them on a friend level, why go into a relationship with them? And why potentially go into a marriage with them? Because you're going to be eventually just marrying your friend. And so we have to, you know, just remember that. Number one, this is why being single and spending this time with the Lord and having him develop you and bring things to the surface is so important so that you don't make the same mistakes in your past. Because some of us are not aware that we're making these mistakes. I was not aware that I was not extending grace. Like I should have been sending grace number one, but I wasn't giving people the opportunity to develop because I was shutting them down. And I'm pretty sure the people before me was not doing the same thing because they just so focused on the issue. They were so focused on the problem. You're always late or you're always um, flaking on our plans instead of saying, bro, okay, now you did this three times. Were you even aware that you did that? Like, there must be another issue going on and really helping them get to the surface of why are you always like it could be or why are you always canceling on our plans? And so for me, being late is a really big issue for me. I do not like when people are late. I don't like when people show up for meetings late. I don't like when people show up with a meeting for me late. I don't like if I call you and you book a call and you late. I don't like to go to church late. I don't like to be at work late. I don't like to do anything late. I do not. I used to be a late person until I found out the value of time. And how late being late consistently is it's a symptom of the spirit of pride. And what it really says is I don't care enough about what you're doing to show up on time. So I'm going to show up when I want to show up. 
That's just me and my two cents about being late. So for me, if that's the issue for me and I'm dating someone and I never let them know, hey, one of my pet peeves is just my personality. I just don't like when people are late and we make plans and he shows up late and I'm blowing up on him because he's late. He's going to be like, what? Girl, I was out late because I was getting you a Slurpee. And so we just made this whole scene in our head because we're like, oh, he late? How dare he show up late? I done took my precious time. I done put on these cute clothes and he going to be late. I'm about to go home. And then we end up cutting that person off or blowing up on him or not returning their phone calls or their text messages. And they're in the dark as to why you're going off. They don't know what's going on. All you know is he was late. But you never say up front, like, bruh, I do, like, that's just one of my pet peeves. And it doesn't have to be like, I got all these boundaries and you need to hit, adhere to all, all these boundaries. No, it could just be a, a simple conversation about who you are as a person. Like, just sharing who you are, like, oh my gosh, I used to be late all the time. And then I found out the value of time and why it's so important to be on time and why God values time. And now I just, like, being late, it really irks my soul. Like, I really don't like when people are late. To anything, especially if I'm involved, like just don't be late. Don't pick me up late. Don't like. And so that person is now they're aware. Oh, my gosh. Benny doesn't like being late. So let me, you know, try my best to leave the house 30 minutes early so that we can be on time. But if I never communicate that to that person, then they don't know they're in the dark. And then they I just cut off a pretty awesome person because he was late, but he didn't know that he crossed a boundary with me. And so I say all that to say this. You need to be, when it comes to being open, I'm not just talking about being open and receiving people who are different than what you think that they should be, but also being open in your communication, being open and expressing how you feel, being open and expressing your boundaries and what you like and what you don't like. Because typically what happens is when we start dating, we tend to conform. One person tends to conform to the other person. They end up, you know, doing more in the relationship than the other person. And that person begins to, that person that's doing more begins to feel taken advantage of. And then the people around you start to see it and you don't. And when they bring it up to you, you get offended because you're like, no, like, da, da, da. and then the other person is like, well, she always do it anyway. Or he always do it anyway. They always come see me. Why well, I got to go see them? Well, they always, and so they get used to you, you know, doing these things for them. And if you don't bring it up saying, hey, like. You know what I'm saying? I live all the way out here and you live out here. Like, it would be nice if we can meet in the middle sometimes or you could come see me. Like, I don't want to always drive to go see you. And so, well, I don't want to always go to the place that you want to go to. I don't like that. I like bubble tea. Maybe I want to get some bubble tea. Maybe I don't want to have no coffee today. Maybe we should go over here to teasing you. We ain't got to go to Starbucks today. And so it's just about communication. It's about being open to receiving new people. It's being open to your communication and being open with expressing who you are as a person. Because remember, like when it comes to dating, you're a whole person. That person is a whole person. The moment you try to find someone who is um, stronger in the areas that you're lacking, that's a sign that you're not whole in that area. And the Lord brought this up to me. He just reminded me of this just now. And one, I was saying, like writing down the things that I wanted in a husband, one of the things was I wanted my husband to be, um, what was the word? Bring it back to me, Jesus. Oh, I wanted him to be focused because sometimes I could be all over the place. And God was like, no. And he, oh my gosh, God is so good. When I was reading the book, uh, Boundaries and Dating, the Lord would be bringing up stuff to me. And the next day I will read that in, in the next chapter. So that was confirmation that, okay, the Lord, you brought this whole chapter up to me before I even got there. 
So that, for me, that was confirmation that the Lord was really dealing with this area in me. And he brought that up to me. And the next day I read that same chapter, or maybe in the same day I read that same chapter about um, looking for areas and other people at strong points and, and on opposite and where we're weak. And he was like, no, don't look for your husband to be focused. You work on being focused in your life. Don't look for someone to try to you know, lean on to be focused so that you never have to develop in your focus. So that's like someone who's saying like, you know, I want somebody who is, I'm, I'm indecisive at times. So I want somebody who's firm in their decisions and can make decisions on the spot. No, don't, th- that means what, what you're saying is I don't want to develop in my area of making decisions or making a decision quickly. So I want to lean on somebody else's ability to do it. So I won't have to do it. So that's almost like you're you're trying to skirt out of the development process by trying to lean on somebody else's ability to do it. That's the that's the way the Lord was breaking it down to me. Like, don't try to, you know, don't look for that quality in a husband because you're not good in that area. No, you develop in being more focused. You develop in that area. You get stronger in that area so that you don't have to depend on your husband being focused for the both of you. Because that's not his job. That's not his assignment to be focused for the both of you. It's both of your individual jobs to be focused. Because then you'll start to depend on him and then you, you know, you don't want to develop in that area. And then that person feels a burden. They feel like they're, you know, being used in that area because you don't want to make any kind of decisions because, and it, and it, and it gives you the excuse to just be all over the place and be lazy sometimes. Oh, my husband's focused. He'll figure it out. No. Cause then you're putting pressure on him to meet a need that only God was designed to meet. Same thing with finance. I want somebody that's good with their finances, but you're not good with your finances. No, that's going to be a bad foundation for a marriage. You ask God to give you wisdom on how to be better with your finances. And even though you're, he may be stronger in that area, you still have a little level of competency or a level of financial literacy that can still, you can hold your own as a single. And so another thing is going through this process of being open and being open with the Lord, being open with your person that you're dating or being open to communication and just open to new people, being open to you developing and being challenged in your dating process. Because if, if this person is being led by the Holy Spirit, they're a man of God and they see something inside of you that is like, hold up, that ain't right. Be open because if the Lord wants to use him to bring that up to you, don't get mad at him. Take it back to your prayer closet and be like, all right, Lord, I didn't notice. He brought it to my attention. Can you help me in this area? Reveal something to me. I didn't know I was doing that. That's what, you know, developing relationships is all about. You know, and this is an area in my personal life that I have struggled with, you know, expressing how I truly feel. I was the type of person where I would just beat around the bush. Um, and I would try to, you know, skirt around things for a long time. And eventually it would get to a point where it would show on my face that it was an issue. And, you know, people will be like bringing it. Some not right. Is something not right? And the Holy God, I'm like, how did you know? He'd be like, because I know Jesus. And so we have to, re- you know, really think about, we have to be confront, not confrontational, but we have to be open to confrontation and really, truly expressing these boundaries and expressing how we feel to the person that we're in relationship with. That was a situation just not too long ago while I was in a car with my sister. And one of the things that really bothers, not bothers me, but one of the things that I really kind of have a pet peeve about is when people cut me off while I'm talking. Like I'm having a conversation, then you just interject with a whole different conversation and hijack the conversation. I'm like, I didn't get to finish. And it gets to a point where I don't even want to say the rest of my story anymore. And so 
my sister did, did that to me and she had she does it often and i was like okay toya like one of the things that i'm working on is just being honest and sometimes when i'm having a conversation you just hijack the conversation and you take it over and then you start talking and i never get to finish what i have to say she was like oh i didn't know I'm so sorry. I'm glad you brought that up to me. And so that challenged me, number one, to open up that line of communication and express how I was, you know, like a boundary or how I was feeling. And then it opened up a challenge to her because she didn't know that she was doing that. You know, some people aren't aware that they're doing things that make other people uncomfortable or that that are, you know, being, you know, mean or crossing someone else's boundary. But my sister didn't know that that bothered me and she would have just continued to do it. And I would have just felt some sort of way and just got mad and upset and just blew up. Like, why are you always trying to cut me off when I'm talking? She would have been like, whoa, chill, bro. Like, I didn't even know I was doing that. But now that I brought it up to her, now every time she's doing it, now she'll get that check from the Holy Spirit. Like, hold up. But you didn't finish talking, let her finish talking. And then you can go into your conversation. So even think about just your relationships in general. This was not my plan for this episode. I was really just talking about being open to, to the person that God has for you. It may not be in your list. But I'm glad the Lord is going into this direction. So even in your general relationships, just be open. Number one, to be open to new friends or new dating relationships that are not like what you think they're supposed to be. Being open to communicating, open to expressing and communicating your boundaries, which made you have to know your boundaries and actually have to have boundaries in order to actually tell someone them. And they mean open to being yourself. Because being yourself is so important. Like people lose their identity in relationships and they don't have to simply because they are afraid that, you know, the person that they're interested in isn't going to like them anymore if they don't do what they want to do. If they don't go to the restaurant they want to go to, if they don't do the fun stuff that they want to do. Like, no, I don't want to be with somebody who just want to do what I want to do all the time. Like you're your own person, you're an individual and you have your own likes and your own needs. And I want to explore your life. I want to see the things that you like and do something different, do something outside of the box that's not just revolved around what I want to do, which means ladies, we cannot manipulate our friends or the guys that we're dating with our attitudes or our, you know, um, moods because we want to go to Chipotle, but they want to go to Chick-fil-A. And then you pouting because you really wanted a burrito bowl, but he don't even like Chipotle. And it made his stomach hurt the last time. And he really liked Chick-fil-A because um, the cow is just fascinating to him. And so for me, I know one time I just like had an attitude and because I wanted to go, I was hungry and my boyfriend at the time just could not make a decision on food. And I'm like, bruh, make a decision. I'm hungry and I got a headache. And so I was trying to manipulate him in my mood to go to the restaurant I wanted to go to, but he really did not want to go there. And so I had a whole attitude. And then the Lord was like, no, Brittany, this was this just recently. The Lord was like, Brittany, you was you was manipulative with your emotions. You would try to manipulate people, get them to do what you wanted to do with your attitude. And I was like, oh. I did. I was so shocked, y'all. I just could not even believe. And so the Lord has done a great work in me. Play, praise Jesus for being an awesome Jesus and for God being a good, good father. Praise him. Because the Lord will check y'all. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that the Lord is checking me now before I get into a relationship. So I won't go into my relationship with all these bad characteristics and bad behaviors because manipulation is witchcraft, y'all. Some of y'all out here manipulating people with your attitudes and your emotions, trying to get them to do what you want to do, crying and whatnot. Stop all that crying. And know that that man is a whole person with whole decisions, a whole mind with his whole choices. And he wants to do the things that he want to do. So it ain't all about you and what you want to do. 
what restaurant you want to go to, what movie you want to see. There are other things for you to eat at Chick-fil-A. You can get a salad. You could get a salad. You can get some chicken nuggets. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just be open to doing new stuff, to trying new things, to hanging out with new people, and to try something in your relationship that you've never done before, right? If all of your relationships suck past today, and you single, and you're trying to get back out there, sit down with Jesus and really think about, have a reflection period on what went wrong on your end in your last relationship, not the other person's end, because we're not talking about the other person. We're talking about you. This is a spotlight on you today. You, Y-O-U. What did you do? Were you bossy? Did you Were you manipulative? Did you not communicate your boundaries? Did you even have boundaries? Most of the time, we never have boundaries until somebody bring it up. Did you have boundaries? No, I didn't think about it. Okay, well, that's the first issue. You need to have some boundaries. Boundary example. If you try to remain pure as white, until you get married, don't be spending the night over no man's house. Boundary, I'm not going to your home after hours to watch no movies. We are not Netflix and, Netflix and chilling. Sorry, sir. Mm-mm, we're not doing that. I'm not sleeping in your bed. We are not going away and sleeping in no same hotel room. Now, I this is Brittany, first Brittany 13. Thou shalt not spend the night at your house at, at any point, any time. Thou shalt not lay in your bed. Okay, that's just me. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. But I can tell you right now, I done been there and I done done that and it ain't work out too good. I'm still, you know, a virgin to this day. But still, why would you want to put yourself in a situation like that when you are just all around temptation, temptation, bam, bam, bam. You could have just had sex right then and there. But the Lord has kept me. So y'all need to be very wise. Only I out here just spending the night all willy nilly. Oh, I'm asleep on the couch. Girl, wake up. Put on your on your shoes and run the bible says flee fornication okay and so you have to make sure that you're not putting yourself in situations to be tempted i just was teaching the babies at children's church about this run don't allow temptation to overtake you you have a choice up into the more up into the point of temptation and the lord always provides a way of escape and so let your boundaries be made known in the presence of the lord sometimes you gotta say jesus what are the boundaries so that you yourself know what the boundaries are so that you don't cross them. And trust me, the Holy Spirit will be all up in, like, you know, daggone well, you ain't supposed to be all up in this man's house spending the night wearing his shirt. If you don't go home and sit down somewhere and get in your prayer closet. And so you just have to be wise and your wisdom is already on the inside of you because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. And so make better decisions, right? Be open to doing something new as you go into this new season of your life. Be open to doing something different. Right, we're not gonna have sex with every with the, with the next boyfriend. We're gonna remain abstinent until the husband comes, right? Because if you notice, if you having sex in your relationships, then you was you wasn't even in your right state of mind. You ain't make no good decision, and you realize why the heck was I even with that person, right? It clouds your thinking, it clouds your judgment, and so. I recommend like just doing something new. Be open to God doing a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in your life in this season. I'm going to recap the be open, right? Be open to meeting someone that is not look like what you think he should look like. Remember David. Remember Samuel. David did not look like how they thought the king was supposed to look, but he was the one after God's own heart. He was the anointed one. He was in the back with the sheep, dirty, stinky, but he knew how to 
fling that slingshot and he killed Goliath. Praise God. His other brothers ain't know how to do no slingshot because they was like, what? Ain't you about to be feeding the sheep? And he was doing his job, serving the Lord. So be open because your husband may not look like everything on your list. He may be one out of 20. Be okay with the one. Number two, be open to communicate your boundaries. Pre-communicate your boundaries means having boundaries. We're not spending the night after no time. For some people, we can't even talk on the phone after a certain time because you got to know yourself, right? Let me let me step here for a second. Know yourself and know your boundaries, especially in the area when you're trying to remain pure until you're married. Sometimes holding hands is a stretch. You know, kissing before marriage, a lot of people have opinions about that. And you be led by the Holy Spirit. Like, don't make a law out of this. Just because that person did it doesn't mean that you got to do it. Just because I do that don't mean that you have to do it. You be led by the Holy Spirit. And you have to think about the other person because you don't want to be doing something that's going to cause the other person to stumble in their walk with the Lord. That person said, no, that's a boundary for me. Um, That's something that I can't do. Respect that person and don't try to be funny. And try to be cute and like, well, I'm going to change his mind because that ain't that bad. No, because it may cause him to stumble in his walk. And that can really compromise your friendship or your relationship or cause that person not to even want to be with you anymore because that's a character flaw, right? That's a character issue. If you try to like trying to manipulate people saying, oh, it ain't all of that. And that's how the devil got Eve. <laughs> that's how deception came in. Did God really say that you shouldn't be doing it? Did God really say that we ain't have to do all that kissing? You know what I'm saying? Just kiss me right now. No. Don't be used by the devil in somebody else's life. Just be aware of your boundaries and ask that person to communicate their boundaries. And what it does is it put it puts pressure on both of you to exercise my favorite fruit of the spirit, self-control, right? Because now that you're delaying certain gratifications in your relationship, now you can really get to know this person, get to know them for who they are. You can think clearly and be wise in your decision making and say hold up bro something ain't right about that did you notice that you did cuss that person out you real angry when you drive you got real wage every day like maybe that's something you need to get you need to go into your prayer closet about or him like hold up girl you got an attitude every time you go on the chick-fil-a line every time somebody give you your order wrong you always cussing them out it's not chick-fil-a it's just you and you have been tested and you failing every test it's time for you to develop in that area and be open to someone bringing correction to you with the love of god and and just take it back to your prayer closet and then the last one is be open about expressing who you are it's okay to have disagreements you're not going to agree with everything your people that you're in relationship with i don't agree with everything that my sister or my mom, like, I don't agree with everything that they like or that they want to do. Like, I'm an individual person. Like, I like to do my own thing. I like to do certain things. But, you know what I'm saying? If we're going out, a perfect example for this is uh, we were supposed to be going to the harbor uh, for date night with my niece and nephew. And it was a movie playing that my friend wasn't particularly too, you know, fond of. And for me, I didn't have an issue with it. Like, I didn't get no check on my spirit from the Holy Ghost. But she had a check. And so for me, if this was me a long time ago, I'd be like, well, you can stay home because you could stay home because I'm going to see this movie. Like, I don't really care. I would take my niece and nephew. But then over time, as I developed, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, we don't have to see the movie. Like, if I would never want to do something that would cause another believer, another brother and sister in Christ to stumble in their walk with God. And so it's plenty of other things that we can do at the harbor. Like, it's plenty of unfunner stuff that we can do with my niece and nephew. So we don't have to go and see that movie. It's not the end all be all. I've seen it already. They were just playing it um, 
for family day. And so I was like, we could do something else. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And so it's just something as simple as that. Like knowing that it's just about respect and the care and the love for people and being willing to compromise what you want to do to do what somebody else wants to do because you just love them. So being open to communicating, like you are a, a person and you have different likes, you have different decisions and, you know, you be willing to compromise, but also be willing to express like, Hey, I don't like that. Hey, I don't like when people stand behind me. It's weird. Don't stand behind me. And that person know, hey, that's a boundary. Because when you're doing it, you're expressing what you like or what you don't like. Those are boundaries. Like, I don't like when somebody does that. So that person knows, oh, Brittany doesn't like that. Now, if that person still tries to sneak and do it anyway, um, you have a decision at that point to say, hey, look, I already told you that's a boundary. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel comfortable with you doing that. And that person continues to do it. Then I would say, you know, um, you can part ways, like if you don't want to be in a relationship with anybody like that, let them know, hey, this is the reason why I feel like I can no longer continue developing a relationship with you because I told you consistently this is not something that I like, but you consistently did it anyway. And so, yeah, I can't, I can't be friends with somebody like that. Or just helping them develop, do it and pray for them, helping them get help in whatever area. It depends on the severity of the issue. And so uh, we don't condone putting hands on people. Mm -mm, no ma'am, no ham, no turkey, no. If you don't do all of that, pray for them. They maybe need to get some counseling because they may have some unresolved issues from their childhood that was never developed, right? So people who have unresolved issues from childhoods, they just grow up in that same state and they become abused children living inside of adult bodies. So you have to be very aware of the person that you're dating, the person that you're getting into a relationship with. You need to look at the fruit in their life. You're not dating a man. I heard this somebody say this. You don't date a man for their potential. You date them. You, you date their patterns or you date their fruit. You look at the fruit in their life. And the Bible talks about can a, can a good tree produce evil fruit or can an evil tree produce good fruit? No. A good tree is going to produce good fruit and an evil tree is going to produce evil fruit. Somebody can say all day that they do this, that they do that. But what are they displaying in their lives? You need to be looking at the fruit in people's lives. If that person say they love God, but they're trying to press you to have sex. Clearly, that person don't care anything about you. All they want to do is satisfy their flesh and they probably done to other people and they just want to give what they want and roll out. And so you have to make a decision at that point in time. Is that somebody, are you willing to compromise your integrity for someone who clearly is communicating to you? That's all they want out of life. So yeah, just pray about it. Be in wisdom. So yeah, that was totally not the direction I was supposed to go in with this episode, but be open. And that was measured to myself because that was good. Um, be open and your expectations be open in your communication and your boundaries and be open with expressing who you really are. Be yourself above all else. Be yourself. Don't try to change it to somebody that you're not. And oh, this is another thing. Thank you, Jesus. Right on time. Accountability is important. This goes back to doing something different. The last relationship I was in, it was a little secret secret. Um, people knew about it, but they didn't know everything. And for me, I understand now why it's so important to have people aware of what's going on in your relationship. Because if somebody trying to keep you secret, secret, they got some secret secrets that they trying to hide. And so not saying that he has sequel. We're not going to get about on that right now. But not saying that, you know what I'm saying? It's, you have to let everybody into your relationship and just tell them everything. No, but you should have at least two or three people that know both of you. That can, you know, sit down and have a conversation with both of you that can keep both of you accountable. 
like your pastors or your parents or another strong couple that you aspire to be like another married couple that can check both of y'all say mm 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 -mm, that ain't right that ain't right or someone that can help you when you upset at him and they can be like girl then that was dumb you was overthinking that go back and apologize and so accountability is so important don't try to carry relationships in secret don't try to do it all on your own because you will miss things you cannot see everything and sometimes you be get so blinded by how fine he is and how voluptuous his beard is that you miss so many things and there's people on the outside that's keeping you accountable can check you and be like girl it's 10 o'clock. Are you at home? No, you need to get there. So you need people that got that text like, are you at home in your own bed? Right? Are you at home in your own bed? Where are you at? And so you need those people in your life. And so I would say find a good, like, hopefully you have a good support system and like your friends and your pastor, or your spiritual leaders that can keep you accountable that you can let know, hey, this is what's going on. This is somebody that I'm, you know, dating, getting to know. Um, and I just ask that you keep us accountable. Help us, you know, to remain on track and keep focused. Because um, the, the goal in dating, if you're dating someone seriously, like you're you're getting to know whether you can actually be in a marriage with that person. And so you want to make sure that you're not just blinded by, you know, caught up in the, the rapture of love. And you just can't really see that this man is crazy. And so accountability is important. That was for the person in the back. Praise God. Um, that was for me too. Accountability is so important. And so, yes, that's all I have for you guys today. Be open. Hashtag be open. I want you guys to write me on Instagram. Email me. Let me know. What is the issue that the Lord has been dealing with you about? Because over the last three weeks, I've been spilling all of my life open about all the issues that the Lord has been dealing with me with. I'm not a perfect person. I know you guys listen to podcasts. You see me on social media. You're like, oh my gosh, Brittany is just... She just got all this faith. She just doing all these things. Girl, it's only by the grace of God. <laughs> because if I, it wasn't the grace of God, I would just be all over the place. And I am not a perfect person. I do make mistakes. I do have flaws. And I do have issues that I am working on every day. It's an everyday journey. I was just in an interview for a podcast not too long ago, and I was telling them, like, they were asking me, what does it really mean to be gracefully surrendered? I was like, gracefully surrender is a day by day dying to yourself. You're taking up your cross and you're walking with the Lord daily. It's a day by day journey. It's not a sprint. It's not a run. It's a marathon. And so every day, like the Lord... He'll be getting, you know, dealing with stuff on you. And then he'll be a little bit of grace time and fun stuff will happen. But then he'll be like, Arbany, I need you. To, I need to check this. I need to check that because God's always in the process of taking us from glory to glory to glory. And so embrace the process, embrace the correction. And know that if God's dealing with you or putting his finger on something in your life, it's because he loves you and he wants to work those things out of you. Anything that's not like him, he wants to take out. I encourage you guys to really meditate on Psalm 139. It's such a beautiful psalm about how much God knows you and how much God loves you and how much God will never leave you or forsake you. And how just ask the Lord to search your heart and reveal anything in you that's not of him. Oh, it's such a beautiful psalm. Read it in the Passion Translation. It will wreck your whole life. I'm telling you. So I love you guys. And I just cannot wait to hear such awesome testimonies about your relationships, about what the Lord's working on you on, about what you're praying for, about what you're believing for, about what you're receiving, about your season. It is your time. It is your season. Now is the time for you to step into the things God called you to step into in this season. I love all of you guys and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.